0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show about the show, Too Beautiful to Live. I am Michael Andrew Frizzell, also known as Drew McFrizz, the jail dude. I am the longest running co-brogan of LRB, coming to you from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room in Manchak, Texas today. My co-hosts, um, starting from right to left, I guess, on your podcasting dial. From the Garden View Studios in Buffalo, New York, it's uh, Bobby. Can we get this man a nickname that doesn't make me think about Aaron Mason? Pape. What's happening, my friend?
1: <laughs> Finally, keys to my nickname heart. Thank you. I'm I'm doing well. Um, I am anticipating a massive windstorm that's going to roll through Greater Buffalo uh, any moment now.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So, if you're hearing this, it means. The storm didn't take Bobby and didn't take his
1: audio, so at least not until after we got the show done.
0: That's right. Uh, and from the Progressive slash Geico slash Nationwide slash eSurance slash Liberty 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 Mutual or whichever insurance company will step up and get this woman a break on her car insurance. Studios in Detroit, Michigan. It's Meredith the MBH uh, Van Harn. Good morning, Meredith.
2: How did you know I was literally looking at an insurance quote in another window?
0: <laughs> Be- oh yeah, you I are saw- always
2: standing outside saw- my house, aren't you? Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, I saw your your post on Facebook, and I and if I were you, I'd have I would have been looking at insurance quotes almost every moment uh, mm-hmm. from the time you got yeah. your new bill. Yep. I sure
1: have. He's probably sitting outside your house, expecting him to stand that long is unreasonable That's right true. now.
2: That's true. But
0: the wind would blow me right over. It sure I, would. I'm yeah, I'm there. experiencing
2: the windstorm that Bobby is anticipating. So uh, right? if you're hearing my voice, it's even more miraculous right
0: now. Well, it's lovely here in Austin this morning, and as usual, we will talk about our own business as individuals. Then we'll dive into a recap of TBTL, which this week was a whole lot of Luke. Uh, we'll keep some house, then we'll let you know how to get involved. Um at the business desk this morning. Let's see.
1: It is Bobby. It is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this stolen Portland Trailblazers NBA basketball right back to you <laughs> because you're first on the list.
0: Reppin', snappin', I don't want the mic, uh says Bobby. <laughs> well, I have an apology uh to make to mm, probably a 10 to 15 people in my life that have insisted that um, that scones are edible um, last uh, last weekend I think he I, no I, I it might have been Monday because I I should have led with this last week if it uh, if it happened before we recorded but uh, Emily made some scones and they were goddamn delicious I only had one actually I will wow. say the one I had and she let me choose the she let me choose the, the cream of the crop, and I got it fresh out of the oven, and uh, and, it, and it was good. And no doubt, you know, two hours later, they were doorstops. But in, in the moment, um, that scone fresh out of the oven was good, which I've never really denied that. I've just said, once it's been inside the bakery case and cooled down, um, your chances of getting anything delicious are slim. But today, I come to celebrate scones not 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 to bury them, so um, I apologize a delicious scone.
2: wow
1: <clears throat> flavor
0: uh, I think it was just like your traditional she had like that um that granular sugar type stuff, and they were big, these were some big scones, and they were kind of fluffy inside, and uh yeah, there was no you know like uh like some of the some of these scones fans they say, well you got to have it with seven different kinds of jam and four kinds of cream. And you got to, you know, this kind of coffee. And I was like, mm, if you have to have that many things, maybe the thing itself isn't that great. You know, but Emily made you, made um, some that stood on their own.
1: So You mean it's not the breakfast cereal that's part of a complete balanced breakfast?
0: Yeah. <laughs> four eggs and seven strips of bacon. Um. Okay. And I have to, I have to explain, uh, I have a new roommate. Um, Emily has, uh, rearranged the living room, which meant that there was, uh, no more room for our friend Branson, so he now resides with where I am, he resides in the room that I spend most of my non-sleeping time in, where I, where I work, where I, uh where I play, where I frolic, um... Branson is—he's uh, about three feet, maybe four feet to my left. He will be making noise because his nails are insanely long, and he uh, runs around on a lot of uh, plastic in his cage. So, if you hear a lot of strange scraping and tip-tip tapping noises, that's our buddy Branson back there. So, it's my new guy.
1: Do you think this is a long con where Branson has been plotting to get closer to you for your demise? Uh, he only
0: tried to kill me that one time. In fact, he likes me better than... Um, I think he likes me better than Emily because when Emily picks him up, it's usually to to like move him to another place so that the cleaning lady can get in or whatever. You know, she's very... Um, Goal-oriented when she's handling him. I pet him, you know. The times that I do take him out of the cage, I, I usually take him out to pet him, and then I, I lean into his cage and pet him a lot. So he actually likes me. He, he didn't... I wouldn't say he tried to kill me that one time. It effectively, almost did kill me, though. And he You don't has think it was cut, malicious or though? No, not at all. Not at all. He's just crepuscular and... and you know it was early in the early in the morning, and uh I'm not crepuscular in fact, I'm quite sleepy sometimes in the morning and uh, and uh don't have a hard time handling um bunnies running around underneath uh what what were then my actual feet and uh, that, <laughs> I don't like to stomp uh animals that's that's you know one of my better traits I've been told I don't like to curb stomp animals
1: no i am i just gotta check with Chioke Anson to see if he used Kerpoxylaire correctly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did Andrew had one of those cla he's he's a clade or something on uh I think it was on uh on after these messages. I don't know if y'all listened to that, but uh <clears throat> it's uh it's worth listening to just for the at least once or twice a week when when Vives will go like what
1: did you just say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clavelclade? no no no. we need to clean that up so yeah he didn't say that on TVTL. he couldn't have this week so i know i i guess i heard that on after these messages but well add, i'll add that to my list of, of of awesome things that come out of andrew's bearded lips <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, thank you for the official after these messages report i'm about 40 episodes behind i think so
2: I just gave up. I can't.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of giving up a fight that you are still fighting, that's a bad transition. We'll use it anyway <laughs> because we don't have time to redo it. Uh, uh, you want to give us the fast version of the HVAC drama in your home?
2: Yeah. So last week it was um, microwave drama. This week it's furnace and uh, air conditioner drama. So after recording the show last week, we we did it on Sunday as we usually do. The the, the heat died. Um, and it was about 20 degrees that day. And so of course I had to deal with emergency HVAC service, getting, trying to get somebody to come out ASAP cause it was getting cold and, uh, I do have a fireplace, but it needs a creosote log sweep. And I haven't done that yet. And I'm, I'm I wasn't willing to deal with more in case that went sideways. So I just turned on the electric blanket and huddled under the blanket with the cats until the the guy oh. came. And when he came, he walked downstairs and he looked at the furnace and he laughed <laughs> and I was like, what?
0: Uh-oh.
2: <laughs> That's a bad reaction turns out, um, what I eventually found out is that, um, the correct size furnace was originally installed in this house and then somebody took it out to keep it from getting stolen because it was an empty house and that happens here. And then what they put back in was half the size, um, and they put it in wrong. So the reason it died is the, the only two of the wires were hooked up. Um, and so that was an easy fix. Um, but now I am fighting with the sellers and I may end up having to sue them to get the original furnace back. Um, because it's also insufficient to power the air conditioner that they promised they would install on move-in day, which they still haven't done, uh, because the blower motor is part of that. So, like I said, this is boring. But the suing part is interesting. So I, I do have an attorney. <laughs> I, I invoke his name. He's, like, he's, he's my ex-boyfriend, Gabe, who I've talked about on the show um, before, who rode in the trunk of my car that one time, my worst date story. Um, he's an attorney now and he loves to go after like slum lords and debt collectors and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I, 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 uh, I sent him a Facebook message the other day and I was like, bro, we might need to sue some people. And he's like, sweet. Tell me all about it. (laughs) (laughs) So I hadn't been getting any response. I was trying to contact these people and work this out between us. Um, and I finally emailed them yesterday and I said, well, if you guys aren't going to help me, um, just give me your mailing address and I'll have my attorney write you a letter. And they wrote me back immediately and they're like, we'll deal with this first thing Mm -hmm. tomorrow morning. So we'll see. I don't trust them at all. I don't think they will deal with it. Um, I'm still excited to maybe sue somebody. Um, so we'll see how that goes.
0: It seems like they had a lot of stuff installed. You know, like that the, the stuff in the IKEA displays that that it looks like a tv yes. but it's really not it's know? cardboard
2: with a shiny <laughs> face on it yeah right. yeah that's kind yeah, of it's what they
0: furnace. did a furnace oh wait a minute i can punch my hand through it oh no it's not really a furnace
2: <laughs> and it runs it runs like 20 hours a day
1: cuz it's so weak
0: <laughs> right horrible oh.
1: so that's the short version uh if you get to see someone we'll dedicate a whole show to it okay uh also probably worth noting some of you Dear listeners may have noticed that the uh, last Friday was the final Friday of February, technically, uh, and we did not put out a show. And here's why. February sucks. It barely counts as a month. I'm sorry to Ann, who was very offended when I said that in the chat, but Mm. um, the final Friday just comes up so damn quickly. And we have been so busy this week between I was still sick. Meredith is uh, dealing with temperature swings. Mike, you get a whole mess of crap going on over there. We've all been just really busy so we are planning on doing sort of a makeup for that final friday show next week it is very atypical of us for for us to go off our own schedule uh however i think that our schedule actually doesn't make sense to anyone but us anyway so just be (laughs) delighted when you get a friday show uh very soon i I just
0: like i just like cheating cheating february out of a show because as you know i hate the blacks so anything we can do to uh, make their month less less celebratory (laughs)
1: there's a cell phone shaped bullseye on you
0: there should be <laughs> christ
1: every month is black history month mike mm-hmm. uh, why why, look,
0: why do they why do they i mean did we purposely be, because it was probably a begrudging thing to even have a black history month do, do you think that's what the man just said okay you can have one but it's february it's
1: the worst
2: you month know? of the year it's just adding ju- injustice to it yeah
1: Want to just right. get it out of the way before the tiki torches go on sale for the spring setups at Home Depot? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yeah. torches. Uh, we're gonna yep.
1: do, we're gonna do some 3 your phones because we're gonna keep this moving. And the first one is uh, an excellent dovetail to Meredith's uh, legal woes because it's from listener Justina, and she writes this based from, based on last week's recap, hugging my phone at hearing Meredith and her laugh on the recap missed you Uh, Mm oh blushing smiley face emoji i think that's what that was thank you
2: justina that's so sweet it was nice to be back took too long of a break to move
1: uh we've got a couple more uh i'm going to summarize the next one because it's very long and thorough and thoughtful and it's from matt and matt writes hi folks this is the a bones littlest brother (laughs) i've been listening to a little lrb lately Uh, It started with just wanting to hear Anne's voice some more, and don't we all? Uh, But I've been enjoying listening. uh, You talk about a podcast I don't listen to that I guess I've got a bit hooked. Who to thunk? Don't worry, Anne. I haven't heard you say any horrible things about me yet. And if you do, whatever. I probably have it coming. That was parenthetical, (laughs) but I read it anyway. Uh, Matt goes on to explain uh, that we talked about the uh, Nordstrom Rack relentless email marketing tactics. Uh, and he writes that he's not only a particularly spammer for a citizen, but also an actual data privacy professional. And he explains that uh, in all capital letters, that shit has been illegal since 2003 and is only getting illegal-er by the minutes. And he proceeds to explain uh, this in detail, uh, likening it at one point to a Tinder date, and then clarifies that he has no idea how Tinder works uh, mm-hmm. And he ends his email by saying, "Anyway, thanks everyone for being the rays of sunshine that you've been in Anne's life uh, for low these many years. Love you, Anne. Matt, uh, Matt, you got that last part reversed. Anne is the sunshine in our lives. Mm-hmm. Do not let her leave us ever, please. And thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like this because it 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 uh, it's proof that she doesn't talk uh, smack about us behind our back. Like uh, she's she's talking good over there with Matt. She doesn't say ah." Uh, I put up with them, you know, because I like doing the show. But, oh, what a bunch of idiots. Obviously, she's talking well of us. She'd be within her rights
2: to say those things, though.
0: Oh, definitely. Especially with me. Come on. Well, yeah.
1: Getting so sick of carrying those losers over the finish line, editing all their shows. (laughs) That's right, right, right. right.
0: She could say all those things, honestly. she sure could.
1: Uh, And then we have an email. uh, Name withheld upon request. Uh, Those terrible parents. Uh I love Luke I really do and I'm truly happy he's happier sober and thus I feel bad like really bad thinking this but I'm am I the only one that thinks at least occasionally in the last months that Luke is a lot like Fun Bobby Uh and that is a friends reference that I don't actually get because I don't remember those early seasons of friends very well
0: me neither Where, was it was it um was it Chandler
1: it had like a alter ego
0: or I don't
1: know. Boy, Uh I'm going to just phones are just fandom. flying at us
0: today. Yeah. Right
1: I, guys, I'm sorry. This is just a bad personnel issue. I get the feeling this is something that like Christy would be crushing if she was on this week. Uh Fun Bobby was Monica's boyfriend on and off in season one and two. He first appears in the one with the monkey. Da, da, da. Um, He does not live up to his nickname. However, when he shows up in a flood of tears and reveals that his grandfather has just died and not being able to get a flight out, decided to show up at the party. Uh Chandler Nicknames him ridiculously dull Bobby uh and it makes Monica drink. Hmm. Uh yeah. So it's it's definitely not me and it's definitely a friends reference and I'm so sorry everyone that we're not doing it justice. <laughs>
0: I thought it was you and I was trying to I was racking my brain like all the way back to like Takedown I was like oh. did we did we do a Fun Bobby segment or something? But it's friends equal. when as soon as you said friends, I was like, Oh yeah, that rings a bell. But yeah, those early right. seasons I don't think I've seen that much either.
2: I thought I'd missed something yeah. like an inside joke about our Bobby. I thought it had to do with you. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually fun. 'Cause you know, that's like calling yeah, that's back, a thing. slim. You gotta write mm-hmm. I, I I'm moderately actually fun Bobby, it's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bobby's fine. Fine Bobby's uh, should... TM. <laughs> hmm.
1: Yes. More merch coming soon. Uh, We should roll into our Week in Review, and I think we should preface this by saying that because this week was all Luke's um, unnecessarily deep conversations with various people, um, that a recap of them is probably not going to do them justice. You should just take our off-the-cuff notes and decide if you want to listen to them if you haven't yet. Um, But I don't think a beat-by-beat recap is going to work the way it usually does when we're nitpicking Luke and Andrew's banter.
0: Agreed. I planned a nitpick. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but I only have one day, so I won't slow us down too much.
1: <laughs> well, let's start with Monday, twenty eight, thirty nine. motorcycles and Ninja stars with Chioki Anson. Uh, Luke is drinking instant coffee in Joshua tree, which he hates, but boy, that that's quite a roller coaster with the instant coffee this week. Um, he's recording these intros throughout the week, fresh to these pre-taped conversations. He tells us on his way to Joshua tree, he saw Jen in the airport, uh, and he saw a balloon outside his plane at fifteen thousand feet, and it really got him thinking about life. Wild, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's possible. And I, I meant to check with uh, Captain Will if that's a thing that happens, but I oh, didn't.
0: So you're gonna snopes his ass. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this?
1: It's a sweet story. Let him have it. Well, because, Let him have it. Because Andrew's not here to do it for him this week. And also, <laughs> right? Andrew would have been on is, the- Google it. This is like a shopping bag blowing in the wind in American beauty. Like
2: <laughs>
1: Is this meaningful? I think I I think I might have just equated Luke to a really terrible person. Anyway, uh Luke's in an Airbnb in Joshua Tree. He gave up and got a new Apple Watch. Uh and he tells a story now, of now wait, holding... wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. He, he hasn't he talked before about how he, he has he still has his Apple Watch. It's just somewhere in his house.
1: Yeah, he lost it. So he put. How about,
0: how about a little more of an effort to find the old Apple Watch? I don't know how much these things are, but they're at least a few hundred dollars. Yeah,
2: I would look um, far and wide before I just replaced it.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, I am guilty of owning two sets of Apple AirPods now which are a little less expensive. Well, that makes
2: more sense, though. Those are extremely easy to lose. These watches strap to your wrist right. most of the time. I don't really get how you lose
0: it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I also live in two cities right now, mm-hmm. so that was part of that problem. I thought I had left them on a plane. I had given up all hope. I even went to the airline to see if somebody had found them on a plane and turned them in as if they would not have been pocketed immediately. Bobby, I once uh, dropped
2: one AirPod on the floor of a flight, and I was like, well, I guess they're gone forever. And I found <laughs> them as soon as we landed. I found the one I dropped. So I'm I'm still on my original pair. I bought these when they came out and I still have them. I'm very proud of myself.
1: The the only reason I think somebody might not steal a pair of AirPods is that, um, you know, they've been in someone else's ears. Yeah. How how long can you clean something like that before you feel comfortable using it regularly? Uh, At any rate, it turns out that they were just buried into like a backside pocket I didn't realize I had in a piece of luggage. Mm -hmm. And like weeks later, they popped out. Anyway, we don't have time for this kind of stuff. We have to talk about how Luke held in using the bathroom for a very long time because his Airbnb had an auto lock on it that wouldn't open until three o'clock. Was this
0: this was out in the middle of nowhere or is this in a neighborhood? I mean, he relieved himself in front of Paul Allen's, you know, uh, security forces. He (laughs) can't uh, relieve himself or maybe this is a different situation.
1: Well, it was the middle of the desert. So maybe he was afraid of uh, exposure issues. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> right exposure. Uh Luke also talks about going into a cafe in Joshua Tree and it being full of very stereotypical Joshua Tree types and being annoyed that he had to wait for dinner only to be served by a waiter who reminded him of a monk, an actual monk, not Tony Shalhoub.
0: Well, the the was the waiter silent? I mean, what was the
1: No, he was a germophobe. Oh no, wait, other monk? <laughs> oh, right. Uh I'll jump to Andrew's uh, grove.co ad, only because we got a good throw your phone about it. Uh, Andrea writes, Monday's ad for Grove Collaborative, adding another word to Luke and Andrew's butchery of New Orleans terms. Now it's, let's say, as Andrew said, lawn yap. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, yeah. Over and oh, over this and over. bad. Yeah.
1: It's not lawn yap. It's land yap. Uh, and then she provides links to pronunciation examples because Andrea is an incredibly thorough person.
0: Oh, she also did. I I'd never, I didn't click on that. I need to click on the the, the po' boy. <laughs> <video. laughs>
1: well, save that for your own time. We're going to go on to this conversation with Chioki Anson. No, let's uh, play
0: some of these uh, videos live. Let's just see. <laughs>
1: we haven't watched them yet, but... It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, the wide-ranging conversation. So, Chioki Anson is the voice of underwriting spots in NPR. He's a college professor. He does this on the side. Uh, they talk about weird horror movies. And uh, when Luke references the Babadook, uh, Chioki busts him after realizing he hasn't <laughs> actually seen the movie. That was
2: such a good it was so pinpoint-Luke. Like, yeah. you know enough about it to make a tweet, but not enough to make a good tweet. <laughs> it was so awesome. Mm-hmm
1: uh listener diana time banditing monday's app and hugging my phone at Chioke's hilarious dig at luke and luke's sheepish reaction
0: yeah that was when we knew we loved him right there i mean yep. right right there a few minutes in we're like oh i'm all in on this guy mm-hmm. he called luke on this bullshit
1: yeah uh am i to understand you haven't even watched the babadook and but you're so plugged into the zeitgeist <laughs> that you know when to do a babadook joke and, uh, but yet also not plugged in enough to get likes on the joke
0: <laughs> oh man him and his likes oh so painful <laughs> uh,
1: they talk about kung fu movies Luke tells the story of having a sprocket that he used as a ninja star <laughs> uh, they they get their origin story for the two of them they met while uh, Chioki was filling in for Bill Curtis on short notice on White Way Don't Tell Me which leads to conversations about being nervous and imposter syndrome which is something we've drilled down on a lot on this show um and his origin stories for npr uh was pitching a podcast idea with a co-host to npr and one of the underwriting bosses heard him and asked for an audition tape and uh it was kismet i guess
0: so they basically said your idea is for shit but i just love listening to you pitch it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much Uh, They sort of wander around talks of fame and recognizing their own voice in the wild. And then 69 minutes into the show, they touch on institutional racism. (laughs) Uh, It's just when things took a real serious turn, uh, but in a good way, uh, followed by a conversation of Chioki's fandom of motorcycles. And the show ended with a minute and 40 seconds of silence, which Christy would be (laughs) mad if I didn't include. (laughs) like I said just a, a good wide-ranging conversation Choki's a fascinating guy. Yeah, he really is. Um Oh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Luke called TBTL Livewire at one point in his wind-up.
0: He did. Yep. Yeah, he totally did. Uh, I I was uh in the car on Friday or something and I I heard Choki, and I had you know it was the first time that I'd heard him doing his gig since I would heard the TBTL episode and I was just kind of passively listening. And I was like, "Hey, I know that guy." It's like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." Well, I just listened to it. I mean, I'm glad I got to know that guy because I've always liked his style on the on yep. those underwriting things. He he's really good.
1: Yeah, I think as Luke mentioned at one point, um, he's probably done more to class up '84 Lumber than anyone else.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah.
2: All right. Let's go to Tuesday. 2840, How to Spill Milk with Jen Flash Andrews. This was such a wonderful show. I'm not going to be able to do it justice. Um, but you all heard it. And if you haven't, just stop and go listen to it. It's, it's definitely an excellent show. Um, listener Lauren sent in a hug your phone. She says, hugging my phone so hard at Tuesday. Uh, this is hands down the best episode of the year, possibly of all time. Big Stuff's Rules for Life. I emailed Luke that it needs to be their next radio special, and I stand by it. Quote, spill the milk, unquote, is what the 10s are about. Make that shit a mug, Jeremy. All good ideas. Gosh. She really is just a fountain of awesome ideas. Lauren, you need to just be a producer on TBTL.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, She's the Tom Sawyer, the new Tom Sawyer of the group. Yeah. Just bar- barking out orders to everyone.
2: I'd i'm in favor of that i like it yep it's got my get on
0: that shit jeremy that's i love i love that part
2: <laughs> boss him around all you want um so yes. this show jen is talking mostly about her mother who who passed uh unfortunately last year very suddenly that sounds horrible pancreatic cancer is a awful awful disease that's usually how it goes too um but she she Tells us some of the wonderful things that she learned from her mother. Her mother sounds like a, you know, they kept saying she was a big personality and I can see how a lot of that rubbed off on Jen. Um, And she talks about the lessons that she learned. And um, I'm just going to list some of them, which are always tip. Well, um, eat the appetizer because the entree might be bad. (laughs) The appetizer is good. (laughs) I'm not sure I follow that logic, but I mean, if it's good, eat it, I guess. Um, She tells a story about carrying their own personal bottles of champagne in ice buckets around casino. <laughs> um, she tells a story about not fighting about a Bob Dylan song that she hates. Just, just, it, it's a, it's a lesson in like in conflict resolution or smoothing something over, not fighting about something you're never going to agree on. Just, okay, mom, I'll take another listen to that song that I know I hate. and I, is bad. I think
0: you can both be wrong about, things especially bob dylan songs i think there are many ways to be wrong about bob dylan yeah it's, i agree you definitely shouldn't even bring up bob dylan in public i think it's a bad idea
2: um uncontroversial according to our chat i've never seen either of these movies but greece 2 is better than greece 1 <laughs> i don't think all these seen either one opinions. of those but
1: uh, it's been a long time but i know what they're talking about with greece 2 it's it sort of flips the gender dynamic we've this has been discussed on, on lrb in the yeah. past too uh, it flips the gender dynamics. So the storyline is much less icky.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, it's much more friendly to the people who were to, to the, to, to ladies who were um, inclined toward watching that type of movie. So they watched Greece because it's a musical and it's awesome, but right. Greece too is a musical and it's awesome and it's not icky i
1: what I'll say saying. right that it's a musical i i disagree that grease one is awesome but uh yeah exactly it, it's female empowerment instead of uh you know basically casual date rape musical mm-hmm. <laughs> great
0: Which you're going to watch anyway because so few musicals come out you you're just like okay well i got to go to the musical even though it's it's hateful toward toward me
2: Jen's mom is in favor of two sick days per year for her kids. I love that so much. I wish my mom was that forgiven, but forgiving, but she was a nurse, so unless you know, unless I was on fire, I was going to school. Um, so I would have really loved that. Um, and. Jen talks about (laughs) how her mother never Googled anything on principle. She didn't want to use Google. It's not that she couldn't. It's that she didn't want to. And she would call Jen at all hours of the day and night asking her random questions. And I think there was some dispute about the example that she gave, right? She called her and asked her who, who the dad was in Moonstruck,
0: I think. Oh, Danny Aiello?
2: Danny Aiello. And I guess it wasn't. I didn't bother looking it up. I don't know who that is.
0: Yeah, I, I know who it is, but I, I haven't seen that movie since 1980 <laughs> whatever. So, sounds right. But. Sure.
2: Um but that's adorable. Very her, her mom. Yeah, her mom sounds wonderful and that was a nice that was a nice tribute to her. Um and, of course, it's always wonderful to hear Jen. So they they cover a couple other topics, including Michael Jackson. Um, and this got us a, a throw your phone from listener Sam, who says, listening to Tuesday's show, I love Jen and Luke, but throw seriously. Throw your phone, TYP. Yeah. Throw this your is... phone, TYP. <laughs> Poor Sam's phone is, 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 should be in the shredder by now. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I love Jen and Luke, but seriously, fuck Michael Jackson. Lots of victims do not become per- perpetrators, and making excuses for an artist just because you like them is BS. It sucks to have to deal with the reality of it, but to pretend Michael Jackson wasn't a child abuser or that you don't know doesn't make it real. Keep it. So, yikes. They were both Can like... I, hmm. the,
0: the, this, um, this is actually timely because uh, R. Kelly just got all his uh, convictions for I think seven different young he was
2: indicted on ten counts
0: yeah and I think it was seven different seven different women yeah girls I think so and um I the thing about Michael Jackson is he he was so overpoweringly popular that he he has an unshakable a huge unshakable base like you know like our president is so terrible that he just can't do anything to to at this point lose any of his terrible terrible base like i wonder is there is there some h- hardcore r kelly people out there that just you know i don't nope, think many people are defending him, him. <laughs> no yeah like like other artists yeah stuff like that but like at what point as as a uh, you know as a fan do you make a decision like i don't remember making any decision about michael jackson at all you know either way but you do think about it now when you hear his music mm-hmm. is 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 what sam is trying to say is we should never listen to michael jackson cuz i'm i'm open to that but is that what we're saying no i don't think so shouldn't?
2: i think sam is saying we don't need to make excuses for them and forgiving oh, okay. their abuse because they were abused as children is not a valid excuse you know it's not saying it's okay that you became mm-hmm. a child molester i mean it's horrible that he had abuse in his childhood, but it doesn't it doesn't excuse his future behavior. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of more the point. Um, it's okay they to separate the art from the artist, I think. We've been having to talk a lot about that in the last few years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. They should do a slow burn on Michael Jackson. I mean, they did such a good job on Bill Clinton, and that was kind of the same sort of the same scenario right he was just so beloved mm-hmm. by liberals in the 90s that you mm-hmm. couldn't possibly imagine he did anything wrong yeah
0: <laughs> you're always like okay, okay i hope there's nothing else
1: not you to this. too oh, of course it was a consensual relationship they were both adults
2: no mm. power differential at no. all yeah so that was kind of unfortunate um but uh, otherwise, for the rest of this episode, they talk a lot about therapy and mindfulness like the whole entire week. Um, Jen tells a great story about buying huge quantities of water online and having to go to the post office <laughs> and pick them up among her small town oh, yeah. scornful neighbors and post postwoman.
0: Oh, my God. Emily, Emily uh, would bury that fucking place oh. I mean, between 40 pound dog food and, you know, cat litter. I mean, oh, me too. The sheer amount of heavy crap that uh, that we get delivered now it's uh i i don't think i've uh, lugged
2: a thing of cat litter to my door in a couple of years now since amazon prime and now i have to have all my packages delivered to the back porch because number one they'll get stolen number two they'll get rained on if they go to the front porch so i have a covered back porch and every day almost especially when you when you move you have to buy all sorts of other garbage so I've had mountains and mountains of Amazon boxes, and my garage is full. My car is in one side, and then the other half is all empty boxes. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's a nightmare.
1: Uh, it's, it's difficult to explain exactly here without showing a lot of pictures, but you can't deliver right to our door. It's sort of like townhouses that are very close together, and our, our lower parking lane is too low for like a delivery truck. Mm-hmm. So uh, UPS and FedEx folks have to park out at the main street, and walk all of our heavy stuff all the way down, yeah. and they don't always come prepared with like a hand truck or anything. So mm-hmm. many times, I have seen delivery guys come all the way down. Of course, we're the last house down, um, and I feel awful about it. We actually get our litter at Petco now because we we can refill the buckets and bring them back to our garage, you know, in the trunk of our car, and that's not so bad. Mm. Um, I would get it all delivered, except I would feel terrible. Yeah. It's not that hard. As long well, as I should... keep the
2: driveway shoveled, it's okay. Yeah.
0: Stop ordering all those anvils, Bobby.
1: No, but I need them. It's a new <laughs> hobby.
2: <laughs> you have a you have I... a, a moat
1: to protect, right?
2: You have to drop uh, them uh, on yeah. well, no,
1: the I'm just outside the imaginary moat, okay. actually. Oh, you're outside um,
0: the, the moat. I always thought you were inside the moat. I guess I misunderstood I... the.
1: Everybody coming below. And I'll explain that it's very awkward here. Uh, but yeah, the problem is I lost my anvil somewhere in the house. And so you may as well just
2: buy another. Yeah. Those are hard to find. Um, yeah. Jen tells a great story about her mother uh, thinking that she cursed Edgar Martinez. This is some, some sports voodoo that I don't understand. This is a lot of talk about how people think their dumb little uh, actions have an influence on the game that they're watching. Uh, Mike, mm-hmm. I assume you have something to say about this.
0: Um, it's, it's not me. I don't, I don't do that. I mean, I think very, I, if I'm not at the stadium, there's no way anything I do um, could affect the game. When when I used to go to the games, I used to scream my head off to if just to make sure that there would be like one, one millionth of a 1% chance that the stadium got a little louder and, and confused the opponent's quarterback. But that's the only time that I thought that I had any effect on on anything i think crowd energy is a good
2: is a good influencer they feel like they're being supported and the crowd's into yeah. it that's probably good
0: Hmm. yeah and that's it i mean yeah but i don't i don't begrudge anybody their things i mean it's fun yeah the stories are fun and 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 it, that's cool it's just not me
2: there's so much superstition involved it's it's interesting
0: um bobby you do that any of that stuff
1: I don't go in for any of the superstitions, despite how much I love baseball and old baseball movies where it's all about that kind of stuff. Um, I'm just too analytical about it. I, I also live in a world where I matter very little. Oh, that's
0: (laughs) not true. Bobby, the thing about the thing about like, if you did have one of those things, like with the bills, like you could, uh, you could go, you know, drink a bills bomb or, or, put on a different shirt and it would you know change their stars somehow I think you would have I think you would have exhausted it by now trying to turn around the last however many years of complete horribleness
1: well right I mean think about how dark it could get when you've changed every last thing in your life and the bills are still terrible you're really (laughs) running out of things you and you're like oh
0: uh how many jerseys can I buy I'm
1: broke there are a lot of anvils available on Amazon Prime, by the way, of all various That's weights. That's 100-pound 100 anvils, $191, and it is available for two-day delivery. Oh,
2: man.
0: Free shipping.
2: <laughs> my delivery person would throw it through my front window. <laughs> Never yeah. make me it. At what, what price free as he throws it through your window? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, the rest of Tuesday's show is sad. (laughs) Luke almost, he does, I think, start crying when he talks about how much he admires Jen for being so opinionated, but also empathetic. And then, uh, they talk about how there should be bereavement leave for pets. There's a lot of talk about animals this week. And, uh, Jen talks a little bit about losing Mr. Knightley and how, of course that's sad and awful, but it was really, um, I don't know. It was, it was encouraging to me to hear her, her opinion on, on, on life cycles like the you know she loves the dog that she has now and then he's going to go and then she's going to have the opportunity to meet and have another new relationship with another dog and that's how she sees it and that that warms my heart that was wonderful
0: so um about the bereavement thing um when uh when we had frank um put down i had to go to work that day in fact like you know, right, right after I took Emily home, <clears throat> and uh, first thing there was a there was a, a delivery I needed to take out, and I and I knew where I was going. I, I had seen, I'd I knew this person, and I I'd, I'd I'd taken her food before, and I knew that she had a dog and a dog, a really awesome, uh. you know, dog. <laughs> and so she opens the door, and I'm like crying and crying. And uh, she's like, you know, what's wrong? And I told her, you know, and she starts crying. And it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe today, you know. Maybe yeah. I,
2: I took the rest of the day off because I had to, I had to put Stevie down in the middle of the day. I had to leave work and go to yeah. the emergency vet. And then I just, I I texted my boss, like, I'm not coming back. I can't come back to work because you right. do need some. And it sounds silly to be that upset about a cat to somebody who isn't, so attached to their animals or doesn't have animals I guess like I can see that Mm -hmm. sounding absurd but it was so it's so real for you and and there's no way I could have functioned Mm -hmm. at work so it was better for everyone and I'm glad I have that
1: sort of job where I can do that I don't want to get into it too much because I don't want this to turn into another of this week's episodes of TBTL (laughs) but I think about Cupcake once in a while and you know, we don't have kids and we have one pet and she's been with us through a lot of change. And uh, when that time comes, I I'm mainly just hoping that I am home because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it will devastate Sam to the point of being at least temporarily emotionally paralyzed. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I am going to need to take care of things when that happens. And that's just because I know I can disassociate enough to handle that. And that's because I'm a sociopath and she's not. <laughs> um it's, but I sincerely think about things like that. Like, I am, it's going to be devastating, and I hope it happens not for at least 20 more years. But, like, you know, it's just uh, – I, I know that's going to be a hard day for us. And uh, mm-hmm. it just uh, – you know, I never would have thought I'd be that attached to it. I mean, I have pets growing up, and it's sad. But, like, we're adults, and now this cat is a very important part of our life, which seems silly, but it's not. It's not. Anyway.
2: There was a little bit more talk on Tuesday about Hairspray, about the Halls. I think they were planning a Hall podcast, which I don't care about them, but I would listen to the, those two talk about it. Um, and Jen committing to not starting any new media about rape and murder. I'm I'm down with that. I'm getting a little tired of um, true crime, personally. And Jen recommends the show Sex Education, which I've been meaning to watch. Um, and it sounds great. Emily I think Emily watched loved it, loved right? it. Yeah.
0: She really loved it. It's on the list.
2: That's Tuesday.
0: All right. Wednesday, 2841, Mind Your Business, Canadians, featuring Kiki Lolo. Excited, Mark. Uh, It's Luke's last day in uh, Joshua Tree, and he has, uh, after three days, just three days, become a fan of instant coffee. I had never really messed with instant coffee until I was in prison, as, as, uh.
1: Wait, so you you've been to I prison? prison.
0: Hmm. I was in prison. Interesting. In, uh, but the most interesting part about we're the prison experience pin was in that. actually We're going to
2: have to do a the show coffee. about this sometime. Yeah. We should talk about that.
0: Uh, Maybe maybe on the final Friday of next February. Fat pH, <laughs> fat chance of that. Um. Yeah, Uh. so the the coffee situation, I, I just got into drinking coffee just just as something to do to pass the time in the morning in there and it was really difficult when I first got there and, and all I could afford was this brand that was Keefe. Ke-, Ke E E K E E F E Keefe. Kefee. Anyway, that's what they called it. And it was it was like two dollars a bag and it was the worst thing you could ever put in your mouth. So I tried to choke some of that, that. down. <laughs> Lynn <laughs> 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 Um, So once you get a little bit of uh, uh, money in your pocket Or in your commissary account um, You you upgrade to the bag of Taster's Choice Which I guess, you know, instant coffee people look down on But if you had Taster's Choice, if you're drinking Taster's Choice In in Sheridan, in the mid-90s That meant you were living, you were living large So that meant luxury for me I finally made it when I got myself some of that awesome, uh, taster's choice, uh, Luke tells his Joshua Tree hiking story. Where, of course, in today's episode of Entitled Etiquette, just goes right by the closed trail, um, sign. Um, I have a story about my uh, own entitled etiquette. I, it was about a month ago, it was after heavy Texas rain, but, um, I kind of figured the rain uh, would have already, you know, gone through the low water crossing. So I'm driving along and I see the road closed thing because they often they'll put those things out, and then the the water's cleared out, but they the they haven't had time to take all the signs down. So I this one I I figured was, was going to be dry. So I drove around the road closed sign like like Burbank would, and uh, and I and I, and I drove along and then went went around the turn just just where i you know could see the low water crossing which was bone dry or close to it but there was a cop down there handing out tickets um to other like-minded entitled individuals like me who who'd done this maneuver and so there was a line of people to get tickets and it was, he was taking like 10 minutes with everyone so <laughs> I was like well I'm I'm not gonna sit here like an asshole and you know blow my afternoon waiting for him to write a ticket for me so i just pulled a u-turn and i and i left and i was like he could write down my license or you know come pull me over now or whatever he 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 wants to do but um i'm not taking the extra punishment of losing an afternoon while while this
1: this kind of seems like dirty pool does it not i mean yeah a little bit (laughs) that's pretty uh, shitty I mean this This It was a
0: fundraiser It's like I came around the corner And, and I was at a police fundraiser
1: <laughs> It's like Oh the look spam at this like I should
0: They should have just Walked up and down With a fishbowl Or something You know A collection plate And we could all Gotten out of there A little fucking faster Sorry I'm
1: getting A little upset about it <laughs> Uh, uh, Mike, I'm gonna interrupt for a moment because, uh, I was just searching around looking for a picture of Keefee Coffee that we could use for the show picture, and I couldn't, couldn't find a good one, but I did find on YouTube an instrumental work by an artist named Stackwell titled Keefee Coffee. Um, it, I played it for a split second in, in my headphones while you were talking, and it sounds terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, Stackwell has other tracks called Sound of the Police, also instrumental. Uh, um, I'm sure he
0: knows that sound well.
1: Uh, I'm a pimp and sexed message, Uh, which has 28 Um, views.
0: (laughs) When you're a pimp, you don't need to tell people you're a pimp. That's part of being a pimp. You know what I mean? That's part of pimp life is is that, you know, maybe that's why why he
2: knows the sound of the police, right?
0: Well, clearly, clearly the guy he's, he's delusional because if he was stacking well at all, he wouldn't be drinking keefy coffee. That is for show.
1: Uh, I'm not going to Easter egg any of these tracks because I'm sure they're all terrible. <laughs> Sorry all right, for interrupting. Uh, Please proceed.
0: Luke says the gig is up. I didn't like that because um, it's not right. Um, there's a sign. Was it a sign that said that the, the stope was still open on the on the coal mine he was he was messing with and that's why they didn't want people around it i i can't i i all the details of the coal mine i i they, i didn't really care so i didn't write well, it down
1: this is easy big hole in ground fence around it don't fall in holes so we put a <laughs> fence around it
0: yeah that's the reason there's a fence around it because don't go in the hole you dummy yeah um luke reluctantly interacts with uh some other trailbusters of the canadian variety and then ends up having a nice afternoon with them and then there was some like awkward moment at the car or something where he was gonna lean in for a kiss with somebody or a hug or exchange email i i just well what's uh look you're under no obligation you say hey nice talking to y'all you know we'll see you later uh when you know you never will um Luke's Luke he second guesses uh the trail maintenance, because I guess the trail was closed for visual inspection. He was like, Why can't you do that visual inspection, you know, while there's other people on the trail? And I I I agree with him on that one. The trail maintenance closure for just looking at it, looking at the trail. I don't know. I'm dubious. Uh Okay, we finally get to the Kiki Lolo, and she started. She said with DPD, did was she talking about dinner party download? Did we know this about her? Oh, I don't know. Because she's talking about her start in public radio, and and uh, she, she went by it real fast. But I, but she's in LA. Those guys are in LA. I don't know. Anyway, not not too big a detail. But uh, she now she's working. One of her big projects is working on media diversity um you know more voices in in the media um and they talked about the esquire controversy um i don't don't know a lot about this i'm going to be like andrew i'm going to talk out of my ass on this i listened to a, a media podcast a weekly media podcast where they talked about this esquire thing and from what i understand from what these guys were saying uh was that there were going to be four profiles of different you know different kids around the country one of them being this white boy from wisconsin and they chose to lead with him and they didn't really do a good job explaining that this was going to be a series and so it seems like you know an esquire has excellent writers so i'm sure i'm sure all the journalism is good but it seems like they they botched the, the packaging and marketing of it because the white boy should have hit cleanup, I think. You know, because let's hear about let's hear the other perspectives first. And then and then let's 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 talk to, you know, Pillsbury Doughboy <laughs>
1: last. Well, and, I'm not sure that my opinion as a white boy matters at all for the next 20 years.
0: Oh, so sad for you.
1: <sighs> No, that was a quote. I
0: know. <laughs> yeah, that uh that's the throw your phone for Wednesday. Also from Sam. Um she's melting her phone with a blowtorch. Um then waiting it waiting for it to cool and remelting it again. Did Luke really just ask Kiki Lolo if, if there's any room for the white male experience to represent in the next twenty years? Uh Fluke even jokingly thinks we're gonna suffer from a lack of white male representation. He has proven once again. How little he can comprehend reality. Now she's getting a little bit too upset. Maybe, maybe, maybe take a playoff, Sam. I don't, I don't want to see, I don't want to see you get a, you know.
2: I I agree with her. I mean, that's it's it's, it's insane. Oh, oh to totally. Think that that no, you guys just have to sit down and shut up, and no one's ever going to hear from you again.
0: <laughs> what a relief! There but are we, podcasts. We've been waiting to sit I mean, down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> as
2: long as there are podcasts, there will be white male opinions
0: yeah 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 we agree um let's see uh she has a, a podcast called please advise so um i i did i checked out the twitter there um uh they have a pretty strong following um something about a lizzo i don't really i since i'm not a music um music for your weekend or music what's that contest the song of the summer song of the summer she had she had lizzo
2: on her show when lizzo was just blowing up and she played the flute so
0: lizzo is a is a lady yes or okay she is lady pop star Mm -hmm. okay um there's a note in there that's just for me uh russian dolls is recommended there's a there's some true crime show angst um they they both like true crime, but they both feel like the exploitative uh, part of it. You know the creepiness of of uh, who's the who's the guy who's the ghoulish guy. I always forget his name. Uh, Keith Morrison. You know, I mean, yes, it's uh, it's it it can get ghoulish, and and I I'm not that comfortable with it sometimes. And that and he he made a good point about forty eight hours. Uh, it is different; it has a different feel to it because it's it's just, yeah, I don't know, the it's it's the process, and and it's it educates you, um, on on I don't know how how people treat each other in these situations. Whereas when Keith Morrison comes in for the interview, you know the jailhouse interview, it's all, you know, it all happened a long time ago, and everyone's carved out their narrative, and and it's. I don't know anyway um Shaq opens a restaurant in la um i know things about shack i do i know things about Shaq. i will say that that i can't say on this podcast <laughs> i
1: think you've said that before uh, do, does he have any time left in his day to help meredith get some better insurance
0: he, he possibly he possibly could i, uh, I did, did put I a
2: ring a,
1: i put a ring doorbell
2: part? up today or this week oh there you go he helped me with that
0: do you have Shaq any gold 30. bond in your house how how I don't. how power user of <laughs> shack products are you i don't
2: have any chafing problems
0: oh, Stop man. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite things um that i ever watched on television was on tnt and they're they're Pre-game and halftime postgame show is the best show in sports television. Uh, And Shaq is on there and Barkley's on there and this other guy, Kenny Smith. And they were showing clips of Shaq's icy hot uh, commercial. And they were, um, they, I think somehow they'd, they'd gotten a snapshot of Shaq with his shirt off in his dressing room. And then they and they were alternating that with the shots of Shaq, um, Shaq's body double in the Icy Hot commercial, and <laughs> they were crying, laughing at the, because Shaq's putting the Icy Hot on the commercial. He's just like he's cut like the um, the Old Spice guy, you know. He's just, but uh, no, no, the smash cut to Shaq, you know, eating a sandwich in front of the mirror in his dressing room, just guts everywhere oh <sighs> uh there's a there's a uh schitt's creek discussion i i i don't know anything about schitt's creek so um that's it for wednesday for me anyway all right um
2: thursday twenty eight forty two. steve shared dog ombudsman um This, I've got pretty light notes. Um, this is a, it was a heavy episode (laughs) with light notes. Mm -hmm. Um, the first, I don't know your first
1: line. Well, that was uh, the first 15 minutes. It's
2: yeah. The very first 15 minutes. The only thing that happened is that Luke ate a pear, uh, and realized that pears are good. So he had this M&M craving in his, in his hotel room and all they had was a pear. They can be terrible, but they can be, I think they can be really good too.
1: He managed to find one of the pears that doesn't taste like dirt. Yeah.
2: It wasn't Sandy. I feel like they could be it so grainy.
0: Three to four second window of ripeness. Yes. Allows it to be edible. I call it the scone zone. <laughs> yeah, the scone zone. Mm-hmm.
2: Um the rest of this episode was an interview with Steve Scher, who is a delight. Um and he we find out that he is a licensed animal behaviorist. Uh which is which is fascinating. And and I, I totally get this this impulse because he said, you know, he had the um these dogs in his past and he didn't feel like he did a very good job with one of them. So he wanted to learn more about animal behavior so that he could train his dogs better and learn to to live with them, uh, better. And, um, I learned so, so, so much when I was training Eddie, um, that I felt bad about how, how we raised Molly. I was like, wow, we really did a bad Mm -hmm. job and she still turned out to be an angel. Um, so at least that was, that was, an okay outcome, but it sounds like he had a dog named TiVo, short for Fugitivo, who was a bit more of a handful, but he talks very lovingly about his late dog Cosmo, who's been gone for like two and a half years, and he's still not ready to get another, um, which is kind of heartbreaking. But he also wants to travel, so he probably isn't going to get one anytime soon. So they had been just walking Rudy, and I was a little irritated that he was like, oh, you're fine. Rudy's fine. I was like, no. Mm -hmm. Trainer, <laughs>
0: yeah, it was a missed opportunity.
2: It was, and mm-hmm. and she probably was doing fine at the dog park. That's one thing, but it you know walking around and, and greeting people is a different thing for her, um, which I'm guessing they didn't uh, demonstrate. So they talk a lot about um, Luke's self exploration, and I don't know if this was brought up on the weeks that I was off, but Luke talks about this this personification of part of his personality that he calls Lenny. Is this news to anybody else?
1: This was news to me. Okay. (laughs) Yes, news.
2: This is amazing. So he's got this this part of him that he calls Lenny, and he envisions him as the Mucinex booger, and he kind of has to check in with him when he's out walking around in the woods to see how he's doing. And I wasn't clear if Lenny was like a good part of him or a bad part or a wounded part or what exactly was going on with that, but he said that um, it's kind of been less and less and less since he's been checking in. So this is more... Um, more evidence that his his therapy and his his mindfulness is helping him a lot. Um, Steve seems to think that being in the woods is really helpful and that the dogs are really helpful for Luke um, to help him mm-hmm. be more attentive and um, they talk a lot about his about Luke's sobriety um, and I'm, I'm glad to hear, I was really happy to hear that he wasn't taking Suboxone anymore or Anabuse. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. taking Anabuse. Um, and I didn't realize that that was another one that he was getting online, not through his physician. That's really scary. (laughs) And he shouldn't be doing that. Oh, boy. Um, we got two throw your phones. Um, actually, hug your phones from listener Ann, who said this is Ann Minor, I think. Um, first one is hugging my phone. I love Steve Cher so much. He was a delight on the show, too. And then another one, aw, Jesus, Steve telling Luke he's a fine person. And then three crying face emojis. Because Luke kept saying that he was trying to fix himself. And, and, and Steve saying, well, what are you trying to fix? And he never really got a, a straight answer on that. And so he's like, you're fine. You know, everybody's got their stuff. You're doing good. So that was very, very sweet. It was a sweet episode, and, uh, you know, there's no really summing it up. You just
0: have to go listen to it. Well, I do have something to say about um, some of the content. Luke, maybe he's uh, talked about this before, but during this episode, he really talks about how he is a climber, Um, how he, you know, he and he's always looking for the next thing and, but he also thinks that someone has their eyes on his things Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, um, it, it brought to mind something that happened. It was probably a couple of years ago now, at least. Um, I've always, I've always known him to be like that. Um, and I think he's, you know, recognizing more and more, uh, that he is. I, it's, it's, um, it's one of the reasons that we have never gotten really close is I don't like, I don't like that. That's not what I'd like in a friend, you know? Um, okay. So the, the example of this and, and it, it was a couple of years ago when I was talking to Bobby and, and I was like, well, um, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should try to get, um chris hayes on the show and and uh and i thought i thought yeah yeah i'll be you know let's let's do it uh, i'm sure if, if he has any moment in the day he, he's he's gracious and he'll probably do it <clears throat> and i i was sending luke an email just you know because i didn't want to go directly at like chris hayes and try to explain who i was or whatever so i was just like if Luke can just give me give me his email, then I'll send him an email and if he wants to do it, he can do it, he can ignore it, whatever. And and at when I was finishing that email to to Luke, I, I remember writing I just hit okay, one one more sentence and it's like, um, if this is uncomfortable for you, you don't have to answer this email. And he always answers my email. So but I just put that in there because I I know him and I didn't I didn't wanna make him like super uncomfortable because you know I'm not doing this to climb (laughs) you know trying to get Chris Hayes on our show to climb I'm getting him on our show because our listeners would love it it'd be a blast you know but Mm -hmm. but when Luke sees a request like that he's like am I gonna burn Chris Hayes capital you know by right by giving it to me which and and in no way is Chris Hayes that type of person either where he where he would have been like like oh, I can't believe Luke's just willy nilly handing. You know, Chris Hayes would get it. We're the podcast about the podcast. He knows about us. You know. Yes. It, whether or not he would do anything, you know, that's that's that. You know, let that be up to him. But uh, I didn't get a response from Luke. Mm. So that said everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, he didn't even he didn't even respond and say, um, um. You know, I, I don't I don't feel comfortable with that, you know, but I know be, because I know him a lot better than he knows me because I've listened to him talk for uh, Malcolm Gladwell amount of hours. Um, <laughs> so I I I knew I knew I, I saw that whole thing playing out. And and fr- from the moment and, and then I knew I couldn't go around him. Now I don't want to go around him. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I could get to Chris Hayes, I'm sure in some way, and he could either do the show or not.
1: Maybe but, say that in a but, slightly less menacing tone, so it doesn't sound like you're going to have a restraining. <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> Twitter,
0: but but uh, but now I can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, oh, you end arounded me. I was <laughs> like, because because he he and Andrew, they they both they they share the thinnest skin, and. And they're looking for the slightest of slights all yep. the time, and and yep. it this is this is the one thing that really does consistently drive me crazy about them.
1: They just, I think I'm gonna title the, the show. It, you know, ten ten thousand hours with Lenny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, aka um, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders anyway <laughs> there's my um there's my story
1: i remember all that actually
0: yeah well look yeah, we got I, did i keep you updated on that
1: and, yeah a little bit well, I, w- we stayed in touch yeah
0: okay
1: uh let's move on to friday twenty eight forty three. wonderful thanks for chatting with nora McInerney, uh luke just as a production note, did not use the Friday acapella or production package intro. So we didn't get a, uh, we didn't get singing the Friday song. We didn't get the different sounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke is sitting in a Ford Edge in a uh, parking lot near the hotel uh, because it's early Friday morning and he doesn't want to bother people in the hotel. He has a Starbucks coffee, uh, which he drove past many, many local Portland coffee shops to get including driving the wrong way down a one-way uh, and at the drive through for that Starbucks. Cause of death? He...
0: Potential chicory.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> he... got me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, at the drive through for the Starbucks, he sees a woman bringing dog after dog out to pee on a sad triangle of dead grass because there's a dog rescue next door.
0: Uh, believe me those those dogs don't find that that small area sad. they find that area that area quite compelling
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess you know different perspective on everything right mm-hmm. uh, Luke also apologizes for the botched levels all week because he has no idea what he's doing. He's become a worse podcast editor just from a technical standpoint as the years have gone on uh, and Andrews not being around all week is definitely showing on that front. Mm-hmm. Uh, diving into the tape conversation with Nora, this was a couple of weeks ago when she was in Portland with Luke to uh, to be on LiveWire. And they actually do just record their conversation while driving around to his sister's various businesses in Portland. Uh, they talk about how boutique hotels are the worst and hipsters are the worst. And they're dressed, quote, aggressively unattractive. Which is a good term for it, actually. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. I've had that uh, thought. Norm, Norm core yeah. run amok. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Luke calls Nora, a a Manitoic eight, <laughs> but based on the standards of Portland, did he say a two and a half? He really took our sliding geography scale to an extreme.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you have to be more careful. You need to calibrate better than that, buddy.
1: <laughs> uh, Nora talks about learning her eating habits from a video about the dangers of eating disorders in school. And how eating disorders were an issue for her, but then they weren't. She sort of outgrew them. Uh, And Luke's attitude to her talking about this is uh, Sam's final throw your phone of the week. I'm honestly to me, she has a phone. Oh, she's back again.
0: I didn't see this one.
1: Sam, we love you so much. I you might need to take a week or two off from TBTL. (laughs) Um, This is a or at least have a blood
0: pressure cuff on, and you know, (laughs) yeah, don't hurt yourself. Consistent readings
1: wire up your podcatcher to a, to a kill switch. So if your BPM crosses <laughs> over a certain point,
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, it's like Luke's, um, HVAC system. Like when the degrees separate so much, you just got to shut it down.
0: Yeah. When it uh, gets really cold, that's when your furnace stops working. That's, right. It's a great system.
1: Uh, I'm going to take excerpts from this, Sam. Nora was legit talking about a disorder issue and Luke's really flippant attitude toward it. Uh, because it's really all about his carb preoccupation, intermittent fasting or whatever BS uh, was just infuriating. And at the end of this message, she writes, uh, well, I'll never expect Luke to have the consideration to think that those who have struggled with an eating disorder, you can't abbreviate eating disorder ED, Sam. It's just that acronym is taken.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah.
1: Uh, really don't need another outlet of fictitious food and weight analysis. I think we've well established that no one wants to hear about his insane food habits. That is definitely true. Mm-hmm. Um we hear you and we appreciate your feedback Sam. I'm not trying to to make it light. I just worry about you this week. This is a hard week for you, I think with with CBTL.
0: Um let's go back a second. Um Nora learned eating habits from a video about eating like did she she they were showing a video of, of about eating disorders to stop kids from from developing them and then she learned No, her
2: like, her parents got her a book and oh, she it a she man. learned how to do
0: it i think I mean learned right. learned how to do whatever i mean
2: like how to restrict her eating and how to exercise too much and how to there's you know that That was the argument behind shutting down a lot of like the eating disorder tumblers in the past is that they teach people how to (laughs) have eating disorders. And I like, I learned how to smoke pot from an anti drug thing in seventh grade. Um,
0: Yeah, it makes sense. mm -hmm.
1: It's sort of like learning how to rob banks because of an episode of Unsolved Mysteries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, go to get some good source material, do a little research, and right. You're off to the races.
1: This is the argument that people use for only teaching abstinence in school, though, too. So True. we need to be careful about when and when not to employ this. But, um, yeah, she, you know, she said people are doing all these crazy things to be thin and popular. Don't do them. And she thought, oh, wow, that's a great idea. Well, because
2: she kept getting rewarded for being thin. Right. She's right. like, this is good. Makes people like me. I better
1: keep it up. Right. Um Moving on from that, Luke talks about how his his life dream has evolved to now living debt-free on a homestead somewhere, um, which leads to a conversation about selfishness and Nora talking about how she knows she's selfish now, especially as a parent. Um, She just puts her foot down and does things for herself and doesn't understand why her husband, who folds her underwear into perfect thirds, puts up with this. (laughs) Sounds like
2: uh, he's doing the traditional... That's kind of a gender swap, right?
1: Right. And this is cute. I mean, Sam and I do this all the time. We will look at one another and be like, "Why do you put up with <laughs> this?" Blah blah blah. You know. But we get it. There's a we we've sort of found uh, roles that 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 uh, fit one another nicely. But she's you know she's being pretty humble about it. I think. Um, and and this started up in part because she had to fly to Portland a day early or something to to be on live wire because of snow, and she just did it. She just said, "You guys deal." I'm, I'm leaving now. Uh, Luke wants to talk to Nora about happy things because her show is about grief and it's always so deep. Um, and they talk about that rural escapism. Um, she references the book Breakfast at Tiffany's, which Luke didn't know was a Truman Capote book. Uh, there's more Shit's Creek talk than they stop to eat. Uh, They come back on Mike to have Luke tell his stolen basketball story, which I referenced earlier in the episode. Um, And Nora mentioned something about nachos. One of them says something about nachos made out of Triscuits, which sounds great.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it does.
1: Right, Um, Mike, you'll appreciate this. I see you have a note here with it. She she says KPI in passing, and then Luke has her clarify that's key performance indicator, uh, which is very similar to an indicator you've always referenced on the show.
0: Yes, it's the uh, the LDI, the leading dummy indicators, <laughs> and um, I, I won't go through through a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them are obvious, but the 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 number one leading dummy indicator you you can appreciate this as a statistician, Meredith, mm-hmm. is uh, if if you've ever rented rims for your car. Oh my God. <laughs> That's it. That's that's yep. that's full dummy. I mean, you yeah, don't need any other. You don't other... need
2: anything else. That would explain all the variability nope. in that measurement. Uh,
1: while they're driving around Portland, we get a conversation about how things have changed with gentrification and zoning. Luke says, "quote The only thing I know less about than fat cobras is urban policy." <laughs> and this is while they are <laughs> avoiding and then manage to not avoid an adult um, bookstore. Always seems glamorous. Uh, an adult uh, shop titled <laughs> Fat Cobra. <laughs> uh they go to button luke's sister's thrift shop uh that sounds low rent it's i think it sounds like a really nice boutique place uh and then nora gets a phone call which they listen to on mic an automated message saying that uh her kid's school meal account is low the kid doesn't get school meals or isn't supposed to be but apparently he's taking extra meals um hell yeah <laughs> exactly playing that system, hey, kid. Kids are hungry, you know. Well, that's heat. all you
2: want when your parents pack your lunch. You just want hot lunch. Of course. Oh, I know.
0: Ugh.
1: The worst terrible food, but it's hot and everybody else gets it. You don't want to look like you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nora's lobbying to take over for Andrew. I, I think she's joking, but half joking, which is fun. And there is no music for your weekend, but Luke goes out with Fleetwood Mac's Gypsy, which might be the best music for your weekend I've ever gotten to cover.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, you can't go wrong. With, Just with play that. Gypsy I,
1: th- three times if you need a full music for your weekend. It'll be worth it.
0: <laughs> After how how uh, deeply thoughtful and awesome the Thursday Steve share interview was, um, I really felt the whole time on Friday when when he and Nora were talking that it was like one of the better second dates I've ever dropped on <laughs> in a restaurant. <laughs> They were just—I don't know. It's hard to put a finger on it. Anne said something about it in the, in the chat that was that was uh, very thoughtful, but um, of course I, I I can't recall her words right now. But you know, um, I, I I guess we got spoiled by Thursday because Thursday really made me think a lot, mm-hmm. and then and then Friday it would, it'd be like you know um, Emily and I can both hear this couple and we're just exchanging snarky looks, you know, for an hour and fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah. No, nope, this whole week was great, but I am. There's a small part of me that's looking forward to hearing what foods Andrew didn't eat in Maui mm, yeah, and not um, sure. where Luke pooped this weekend, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was at the Oscars
0: great. too, so we're good to hear that.
1: Yeah, I would love to hear um, things like this mixed into the week. A whole week of this has been a little overwhelming. Yeah. But, you know, one of these a week would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll move on here um, to a little housekeeping. Uh, you can buy things from us at LittleRedBandMagon.com. You can archive past episodes of TPTL. And if you thought the episode with Jen was the best thing ever, uh, as it, it very much was, uh, reach out to us about archiving because there are a lot more episodes with Jen. And you can go back and re-listen to them. And if you haven't heard them in years... Every one I've ever heard that we go back to is so worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can help us find more of those by archiving with us. So reach out to Christy about that. Uh, buy things from Amazon by going to littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. It's a terrible company, but at least they throw us a kickback when you buy things from them. This week's Earbuds and Earworms is about earliest memories of favorite songs and why. Um, I'm curious to hear what people's childhood favorite songs were.
0: How much do we get with, with an anvil? How, how much? How much do
1: uh, <laughs> you get back for that?
2: We haven't been it able to figure how... out the commission uh, calculation. I don't
1: think it, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's of... an algorithm. It's proprietary. Yeah. we'll just yeah. have to find out. Yeah. somebody buy an anvil.
2: Yep. If you want to get involved with the show, our website is littleredbandwagon.com. You can send us your hug or throw your phone moments at throwyourphone.com. Visit us on Facebook, our page, or the Stuns page. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail or a text at 802 432 TBTL. That's 802 432 8285. And you can fax us 617 354 8513. And with that, Bobby, why don't you get us out of here?
1: Absolutely. Until next time, this is the next party.
0: And we love you, Jen, and we're so sorry you lost your love.
2: Nailed it.
1: I'm not afraid of Isn't he sober? Oh, he's sober, all right. Just turns out that Fun Bobby was fun for a reason. (laughs) Okay, thanks. All right, here you go, sweetie.
0: Thanks. You want to hear something funny?
2: Oh, God, yes.
0: (laughs) There are no hardware stores open past midnight in the village.
2: (laughs) That is funny.
0: I needed to buy a hammer the other night, and I'm out walking around the neighborhood, but apparently there are no hardware stores open past midnight in the village.